Did you know that Jeremiah Wonders has a new merch store? There's a Jeremiah Wonders t-shirt, a Bison t-shirt, a Kiltoni calendar, a Jeremiah Wonders sticker, and Reagan and Watkins on vinyl. Get it all at JeremiahWonders.com. If you guys like what you're seeing, I'm going to keep putting out different t-shirt designs. So check it out. Every couple months, I'm going to drop a new t-shirt on that ass. Look at all the shirts. Is that a calendar? Wow, we got stickers too. Gage, am I out of the frame? Hey everybody, welcome back to Jeremiah Wonders. Very excited to have you back here listening or watching the show, however you're consuming this. David Lucas is the guest today from Kill Tony. I think you're really going to dig this episode and we'll get to that here in a second. I want to plug a couple quick tour dates, so here we go. Saturday, November 16th, I am headlining the Rec Room in Huntington Beach. Come on out to that. December 6th, San Diego, the Comedy Palace. I'm there with the Kill Tony Band and William Montgomery. Reagan and Watkins is headlining and everybody's doing individual stand-up sets. So definitely come to that. That'll be a blast. I'm also going to be headlining in Kansas City. Kansas City, here I come, December 19th through 21st. And guess what? Gage the Beast T Arena is going to be featuring for me. So get tickets to that for the Comedy Club of Kansas City. With Kill Tony, we are currently on tour Come see us in Sacramento, San Francisco, D.C., New York, Australia, Ohio, all in the next couple months. TonyHinchcliffe.com for tour dates. Thank you to Justin Bosert and Trevor Terrace for donating a generous amount of money to my Venmo. Thank you very much. That's Jeremiah-Watkins if you don't want to go get a t-shirt over at JeremiahWonders.com to help support the show. Keeps things going here at the studio, which I'm very grateful for helping us out here. Produce this mother, Gage the Beast T-Arena as well. Speedweed. Coming at you live from the Speedweed studio. We are in it. Thank you so much to Gino and everybody over here for making this studio possible. Thank you to Bronxborn for helping out with the equipment, making this stuff happen as well. And check out our buddies, Caveman Coffee. Hit up at Speedweed on Twitter for that marijuana delivery service. And while you're doing that, maybe go get some pizza in Bend, Oregon over at Bronxborn Pizza. Gray Block Pizza in Santa Monica. Now it's time to get into our episode with David Lucas. I had a lot of fun getting to know him a little bit better. I've known him for years. Now you guys are getting to know him. We got to know him together. We're all going to be friends by the end of this. Without further ado, please welcome my pal, David Lucas, to Jeremiah Wonders. Yep. We in it. Are we in this thing? It's happening. We in here like nose hairs. Yep, in here like nose hairs. Hey. Hey, David Lucas on Jeremiah Wonders with me right here, right now. <laughs> How you doing, bro? I'm chilling, man. I'm chilling, bro. <laughs> I can't complain. You said uh, before we started the podcast, uh, I had my hat backwards. And what did you say? You look like the white kid that hangs with black kids. <laughs> the one white the kid. The one white kid. Hey, what the fuck this white boy doing here, man? Yeah. Get your ass out of here. What no. you doing in the hood? Hey, man, I'm part of the crew. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, man. Good to have you on the the freaking show, dude. Hey, man, I'm great to be on here, man. It's funny. uh, Dave and I have known each other for... Nine years. Nine freaking years through the L.A. comedy scene. And uh, he's... uh, Even back when I used to host at Tribal Cafe. Yep. (laughs) When you were hosting open mics. Oh, Dude, <laughs> I think you would sign up for the uh, the open mic that I used to host at Sal's Comedy Hole. Yep, I yep. did that one. I used to do uh, Sal's. Damn, a lot of great mics are gone. I used to do Sal's. Mm-hmm. Uh, Muse, remember yep. that one that we did? Yeah, yep. that one doesn't Sunset exist anymore. Grill. Sunset Grill. Yeah. Damn, all the good mics gone, man. Yeah. Well, <laughs> that was that was when it used to be. I have a I have a little bit of an issue with the uh, the recent lottery system that they do at every mic now. Oh man, yes, uh, and the lottery and the paying. Yeah, you have to pay like five bucks <laughs> just to possibly get on the mic. If you get on stage every night for open micers, thirty five dollars a week, one hundred and forty dollars a month. That's a membership at Equinox. One gym only though, not all of them. Yeah, just one. Damn, it's rough. Yeah, that's crazy, man. Yeah, thank, dude. Thank God I am where I am. Yeah, man. <laughs> <laughs> been killing it lately, dude. I'm trying. I've man. been I've been loving seeing you on Kill Tony because it was one of those things where I know, like, bef- like when your name gets called, I'm like, oh, it's about to be good. You know right, what I mean? Right. right like, right. I I'm just like sitting there, like, here we go. <laughs> like every everybody else is like, obviously, you're being introduced to that whole new crowd, right? So they're like, who is this guy? I'm like. I, dude, right. I, I, I've been seeing it for see it. for years. Yes, yes. Yeah, you, you've you said for years, every time uh, <laughs> every time you greet me. My second favorite white second boy. Second favorite white Behind boy. Matt Jones. Behind Matt Jones. <laughs> He's been literally saying that to me for like nine years, pretty much. Hey, I, I really uh, fell in love with Jeremiah. He used to do this bit. We used to do potluck. Uh, what was it? The, the impression that you did when you would fall on the floor. And lay on the table. Oh, it's probably my cake bit. Not that one. Say a, the, a different one. Let's the, see. Damn it. Uh, used to have something. You also did a, another one. Something guy. That impersonation. Some kind of guy. I don't Some really kind of guy. Yeah. Oh, there's so many good and bad impressions That's that have it. come and gone over the years. I ain't seen your stage in a minute, bro. So I need to see you soon. Yeah. 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 But those impressions are crazy. I was like, these motherfuckers. <laughs> you'll, you'll probably you'll there's this one uh that uh a comedian buddy always yells at me to do from the back of the room it's so dumb and it it does well it's this character that i do uh called shit man mm. um <laughs> i don't like that it, it that it does <laughs> that it does well but uh you'll have to see that sometime right. it's it's pretty zany it's are you pretty, taking the shit i mean that's what it, it you know it gets to that point because mm. you know yeah, that's what's that's what's going on. But yeah, yeah. so you on some um, what's it called? It what's the dude name? Uh, Richard Martin. What's his name? Rick. Mar- I can't think right now. He was like the movie with Queen Latifah. Oh, um, uh, that dude. He used to do like crazy characters, and people looked at him crazy. Then one day they thought he was a genius. Oh, I don't know who Steve Martin. Oh, Steve Martin. <laughs> Jeez. I, I, could, <laughs> I was so oh, far off. <laughs> oh, bro. I just almost had a heart attack right now. But I, I literally could not put it together. And wait, I we got to back up. Our pop culture references, if that's your your reference for <laughs> his movie with 
Queen Latifah? <laughs> Which one are you talking about? The uh, House Hunter? Well, I'll, bro, I don't be knowing the name. Dude, that's that. Just that is so funny to me that that is your Steve Martin <laughs> reference. Like out of everything that he's done, like you know that one Queen Latifah movie that's got that one Richard Martin guy. Dude, that's so funny because he's literally one of my favorite comics. So for yeah. me, for me to not even be able to place it with that reference yeah. is so funny to me. I know what movie you're talking yeah. about. I saw it in theaters, yeah. but I don't remember the name of that movie. Didn't he have a? Was that him or Jim Carrey who had like a character? Like being uh, a roach being sprayed. Uh, that's Jim Carrey, I think. Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that, yeah, that shit funny as hell to me. Yeah. Uh, in Jim Carrey's SNL audition, he did. Uh, he did like uh, post nuclear Elvis, and his face was all like messed up and stuff. And he'd be like, "Thank you, thank you very much." <laughs> and this was like all like like crazy looking. Man, but, and, he, and he had like little hands coming out. <laughs> Of his T-shirt like this, it was it was post post apocalyptic <laughs> or post nuclear Elvis or something like that. Like what do we do? You got to look up guy? his SNL tape. It's like you see uh -huh. what they saw and you're like, okay, well, I guess I could see why we they could passed. Do something with yeah, yeah. They're like they don't they didn't know what to do with it. They're like this is this right. is too extreme for yeah. our show. He needs to go there and live in color. Yeah, <laughs> pop over there. Right. Did you grow up on that show? Uh, live in color, um, somewhat. Yeah, my cousin watched it who was older than me, so I watched it with her. I um I watched a lot of uh like Sanford and Son growing up. Oh yeah, Red Fox for sure. My dad loves of, Red Fox. Yeah, I watched a lot of old shows like that. Andy Griffith. That yeah yeah. Opie. <laughs> I watched a lot of that. Judge Judy. I watched a lot of Judge Judy. <laughs> Will of Fortune. Jeopardy. Growing up. Yeah, I was watching all shit. all the classic daytime TV shows yeah. that they play at uh, car dealerships. That's what happened when you be at your grandparents' house. All the yeah, time. <laughs> yeah, you get into what they like, man. Yeah, man. Yeah, I I, uh, I loved all. I, I watched like a lot of uh, old old school shows like Gilligan's Island and I Love Lucy. Yeah, I love Gilligan's Island. I used to watch that when I was getting ready for school. It would be Gilligan's Island, and then right after Gilligan's Island on TBS, Say by the Bell would come on. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 I, not that I'm that old to where I saw it new. It yeah, you saw it when it was rerunning. Yeah, yeah. In case y'all thinking I'm like 38. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> that would be so terrible for you to be 38. <laughs> you made 38 sound like it's like so old. Oh yeah, I'm sorry, y'all. 38 is not old. <laughs> There's a 38 year old listening to his cubicle right now. He just killed himself. Right. God damn, David, I was a fan. <laughs> what happened? Your age shaming <laughs> me right now. I remember, uh, speaking of In Living Color, I remember being at Matt Jones' uh, In Living Color showcase. You were there. Yeah. So I was supporting up in the mm -hmm. belly room, and the Waynes were The Waynes were there. Up there. Lance Allen. Yeah, yeah. Lance yeah. was there. Yeah. And I remember that just being, like, obviously, such an exciting night. Like, Absolutely. just being in the in the room, and it's like, yeah, it's crazy. I hate they never rebooted that thing, man. Yeah, they didn't even uh, show the pilot they shot. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy. Man. Yeah. But Matt will find, Matt will, that's, you and him are like, what, the only physical comics out right now, right? Yeah, yeah. I don't really know anybody else. I don't know yeah. too many, yeah. Um, Who, like, really go for it like right. that. I mean, I would say, like, mainstream-wise, I would consider Sebastian a pretty physical comic just the oh, way like he gotcha. you know yeah, what i mean yeah. i'd say like i think that he's probably the closest like right now to what we have for like what i would say like a physical comic I is. See, I see, yeah. um but yeah as far as like uh 
on the come up. Yeah. Matt and I, I've always loved <laughs> Matt's humor. He goes for it. That boy. This is my impression of a mangled cross guard. And then he puts his arm behind his back. <laughs> I'm like, goodness gracious. Yeah. And I think he grabs his thigh. Yeah. It's like. Phew. Yeah, he's super flexible. No, nah, I'm not, bro. I could barely scratch the back of my neck. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, this is flexible for yeah, me. Man. Yeah. So it's it's kind of funny because we've known each other for so long, but like. I feel like I've known you adjacently through the comedy scene. We've seen each other at all these different venues, all these different places, but we never get to have like long, longer talks or right. like, you know, one-on-one time very often. So I really, I, I don't know like where you're actually originally from or, or your story, like getting out here to LA. So I'm, I'm, I'm curious myself. I was, uh, I was raised in uh, Macon, Georgia, the heart of Georgia. Mm-hmm. It's like 70 miles South of Atlanta. Um, the way I got out here was weird. Um, I basically had stopped playing football because I got hurt. Um, and my cousin was like, I was like one year out of high school. One one and a half, something like that, out of high One in a year. One, like 18 months out of high school. There we go. Mm-hmm. 1.5 years out of high school. And uh, I was getting into like petty trouble because there's nothing to do in the country. Um, like I, what, what do you consider petty trouble? Like I would go steal zebra cakes. <laughs> <laughs> just because I was bored, <laughs> I, I honestly used that's to, a fat kid crime right there. I would go steal zebra cakes, uh, <laughs> um, so I would, and then my mom ended up finding out, and she, you would have thought like I robbed a bank. She was like, "I'm not gonna visit you in prison." I'm like, Bro, <laughs> "It's a zebra it's cake, a zebra cake." Like I was bored. It's, yeah, that's what we do. And um, so my cousin, uh, he was a rapper. He's not a rapper anymore. So him and his group, um, they were on tour, and they were coming out this way. Um, and he was pretty much like, "Hey, you got six weeks to get your shit together. I'm dropping you off in L.A. and you figure out the rest on your own." Whoa! Mind you, I'm not accepted into any college. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So um, that's like, like throwing you in the deep end of the pool. It's just like, hey. Get it together. Let's go. I was at an age where I had a lot of irrational thoughts. So at that age, it sounded, yeah. But at my age now, I'd be looking back like, damn, you was crazy. You know what I'm saying? I know. Yeah. In Uh, hindsight, certain things are like, oh, I guess I was a little. (laughs) All right. So uh, came out here, wasn't accepted into college. My mom was like, you got to go to college. That's the only way I'm going to support you. That's the only way I'm going to continue to pay your insurance, this, that, and the other. So I applied, uh, went to a college, graduated. Don't like to name my school. We had a falling out. <laughs> I went to a college here in LA. Um, you had a, you had a falling out with the with the school? Yeah, something happened, and it was just a whole issue. And I was like, well, I'm done with y'all anyway. Whatever. <laughs> so I don't even like to bring their name up. I'll tell you when the cameras go off. Oh, well, where it was? <laughs> yeah. yeah. So. Um, Got into college, and um, so, you know, college was easy to me. It's just a lot of repetition and memorizing stuff. And I was like, I don't give a fuck. My mom's supporting me, so mm-hmm. I'm able to do my com. I'm able to do what I really want to do. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So um, that's, like, when I met you. It took me a year um, to get on stage in L.A. because I was just so frightened. Well, not necessarily frightened. Um, I did, when I was in Georgia, I was on the uh, MTV Your Mama show. 
So like in Georgia, you know, where I lived, that was big. Mm-hmm. I was a like star. Like, hey, a boy, to be a mo. So I came out here with that same mentality. And I remember I went to the Laugh Factory like on a Thursday. I was like, yeah, I'm on, um, I'm on MTV. <laughs> I was like, I'm on MTV. Your mama, uh, let me get on stage. And they were like, hey, that guy right there, you see him? He got his own TV show. <laughs> oh shit! And he's the second comedian. I was like, oh, <laughs> oh, that that's how it works out here, right? So I'm like, oh, so that kind of, uh, I mean, you know, I was a teen. I wasn't even really like matured yet. So I was a teenager. So that like scared me. And I didn't get on stage for a whole year. And the first place I got on stage was out here was um, this guy named Martini Harris ran a comedy show out of a barbershop out of Bolt Barbers. Okay. Downtown. Got on stage there. Did very well. I was nervous. I remember that day I was so nervous. I actually crapped in my boxers at the library downtown and I had to throw my boxers away. Yeah, <laughs> no lie, I did. That's really nervous. <laughs> yeah, I was like, oh man. <sighs> now, were you were you just were you what were you at the library for? Do you remember? Uh, I didn't have a car, so I was on public transportation. Gotcha. So, like, I was always downtown. Like, I used to hang out in the vicinity, like, so yeah. I knew like where I could go to the restroom or anything like that. Um, so I remember I took the seven twenty um, from uh, Santa Monica and let you off downtown. And I walked over to the library because my stomach was bubbling. And before I got into the bathroom, <laughs> I had a melted Snickers bar in my pants. <laughs> <laughs> Everything is food analogies with you. <laughs> I had a melted Snickers bar. Oh, my bro. goodness. And I was like, who put a Snickers in the microwave in my pants? <laughs> I remember throwing the boxes away, like, at the bottom of the trash. <laughs> oh, yeah, you're burying it? Yeah. Like, yeah, you don't want any kind of evidence, like, yeah. linked back to you? It was wintertime, bro, and I remember walking on the street, free-balling, with no damn boxes. I'm like, man, this is stupid. <laughs> I went and killed a comedy show um, and started being, like, a regular at his little barbershop, and he would bounce around to, like, different restaurants. And then the first real time... So you killed it free-balling? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you do you ever revisit that just to to, to chase that dragon? Like, did you I think got, that that was like your good luck charm for a little bit? I actually got a picture of that on my Instagram, like the very first time I got on stage in LA. Yeah, yeah. I, for whoever's listening, I have on like a blue and yellow, uh, short sleeve collar shirt. <laughs> one of those polos. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. I think I think everybody had one of those blue and yellow <laughs> collared polos at one point, like whether like at the kid level or right. like to adult. I right. feel like everybody's had one of those blue and yellow polos at one point in their life. Yeah. So um, I don't know if you were into the downtown comedy scene. The Garrett, you know Garrett Morris. Garrett Morris, of course, he had a comedy club. Yeah. So I started frequenting that club. I did a comedy competition there once. Nice. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, I like that club actually. Um, and uh, Garrett Morris thought I was funny and so they would put me up like Friday nights like 7 the early part of the show um, kind of like um, co-opener for the host mm-hmm. and you know that helped me develop and it helped me get balls to uh, go to other places in LA and I remember my first time at the comedy store um, was actually right after you or right before you on potluck. And there was a Jewish guy sitting in the front row and I took his yarmulke off his head. <laughs> and I put it on my head. 
<laughs> How'd that go over? He, bro, he enjoyed it. Yeah, he yeah, bought, yeah. He bought me a um, drink after uh, the uh, after the set. That's even, awesome. Even though I was underage. <laughs> those were the those were the glory days, you know what I'm saying? I miss those days actually. Like the hustle, man. I would I would hit three, four open mics in a night. Well, it was also, in my opinion, is a little bit easier because you'd have buddies signing you up at different spots. So you'd be like, I'm gonna go here, yep. you go there, yep. you sign up for me, I'll sign up for you. Mm-hmm. And then by the time that this mic ends and this right. mic ends, this is the beginning of another one. So like everything was timed out a little bit more where the lottery system where I guess people think it's more fair. I feel like it hurts. Newer comics, y'all don't even know. The comedy store used to have potluck on Sundays and Mondays. Yep, we'd be up there every Sunday and Monday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Even, even if you knew you, even if you had already gotten up on one of them, like on the Sunday, you're like, well, I still got to go on Monday. That's where everybody's at. Right, right. Yeah. Right. Yeah, bro. So, um, started doing the comedy store. Um, other spots around. Went on the road a little bit. And then fast forward like four years, you know, um, the pro- like a lot of people are like, dude, where you come from? Like, where do you come from? Like, what, like you're a monster. Why haven't I seen you before? And um, like I was talking with somebody earlier today, um, like I just now really started dealing with like my anxiety and depression. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, like I used to just strictly like get fucked up to do comedy. Mm-hmm. I had to get drunk to because, get to a mental yeah, place. So you're yeah. not crapping your pants. Yeah. Like before you go on stage. Yeah. yeah. So, um, I would have to get like real drunk, man. Or like after I get off stage, I had to get real drunk. Cause I didn't really want to talk to people. And, and I didn't, I didn't want, I didn't want people to be like, Hey, good set. You know what I'm saying? Not saying anything's wrong with that, but it was just like social anxiety with me. Like, so the only way I would be able to deal with that would either be like leave or be drunk. Mm-hmm. And if you don't stick around after your set, and which I believe sticking around after your set is more important than the set, you won't meet anybody. Yeah. You won't network. You won't meet bookers. You won't meet managers. You won't meet agents. So, you know, always be friendly when you get off stage. Newer comics and people listening. Make sure you network, you know, be a personable person. I was not for like five years. Um, what helped me was um, actually uh, when my daughter was born. And, um, I took like a year off to be a father and, um, I just had like a a self-realization. Like when you, when you step back from something, you get to like, look and see what you were doing wrong. Mm. So at that point I started like meditating. Um, I kind of let go like religion was like a big part of my, um, anxiety because like, um, I went to a Catholic school for part of my life, but went to like a Baptist church. Sure. So it was a lot of uh, conflict and doctrines. Yeah, um, going from Catholicism yeah. to Baptist. Right. I mean, I, I grew up super religious, so I know exactly what right. you're talking about. Yeah. So, you know, during that time, I kind of let go of religion. What, yeah. what was the main thing at that time where you're like, okay, this is conflicting completely from what you, I just learned, like, over on the Catholicism side? Because, like, um, like um, at St. Joseph's, like, everything was, like, about Mary. Mm-hmm. And yeah. then you go to church like with my grandparents and it's like Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. So it's like both of y'all think y'all right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who's wrong or who's right? Or are both of y'all right? But then you ask a Catholic is a Baptist right and it's like Would you go to like confession and like do that whole thing as everything. well? Yeah, yeah. Wow. So yeah. that's so, was, so different, yeah, man. Yeah, that's, that's what so I'm saying. Like, yeah. Cause you know like 
going to a school and, and you know, going to a, a different church is like. That's so, like, that's big culture shock just within yeah. just the religion side Absolutely. of things. And then going from Georgia out to LA, that's yeah. another set of culture shock. Yeah. So a lot of stuff, you know, um, was just conflicting in my head. And so I kind of um, let go of religion and uh, just found myself and uh, nothing wrong with religion. I, how I feel about um, whatever deity you worship is there's only one mountaintop, no matter how you get there is, you know, your vehicle to get there. If you're a Christian, you might get go through Jesus or Buddha or whoever, you know, I'm in Ra, Horus, Serapis Bay, whatever you believe in to get to the mountaintop, that's the ultimate goal. So when I just um, started focusing on the end goal instead of uh, like the actual like uh, religion itself, it like a lot of stuff that was bothering me would be let go. And like I said, I found myself in turn within. So when I came back, it didn't take long. Like I came back in um, 2016, mm-hmm. she was born in 2016. 20, 2016. Did you find like that you had a new fresh energy and perspective yeah. after having like my whole comedy like, changed? Yeah. My I'm whole, sure. um, I was a lot more mature on stage. I was like, damn, man, taking a year off, dude. Like, my joke writing skills have gotten better because, like, I started reading a lot about comedy because I'm like, when I come back out, I'm about to be a killer, man. You know, like, you know, <laughs> taking no hostages, just straight. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, like, <clears throat> I came back and now the rest is history. I feel like I'm at the best um, I've ever been comedically on stage. And I'm just trying to become better. Um, that's it, man. Yeah, you know? no, that, that's just kind of <laughs> cool about for people uh, who are seeing you on Kill Tony uh, mm-hmm. uh, the last few weeks. And I think that uh, uh, there will be many more weeks yeah, uh, yeah. of that coming up, you know, is, is that um, to see for what what's so funny to me is, is seeing somebody kind of drop in into like a new universe or like, where have you been at? It's like, I've been around just like, right, you're not right, aware of what right. I've been doing. Like mm-hmm. I've been working hard on my own thing. Right. I, exactly. I like, it's just like being introduced, like whether it's like somebody being scouted for a TV show or whatever, it's like all of a sudden people are like, wow, they just made it so quick. It's right. like, bro. <laughs> yeah. I posted that on uh, Facebook a few weeks ago. I was like, bro, it takes 10 years to become an overnight success. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you know, you pop and get a TV show tomorrow. People that don't live here, where that dude come from? Like, bro, I've been seeing him grind for 10 years, yeah. nine, 10 years. Yeah. He's not new. Trust me. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He's not new at all. Yeah. Uh, so. Oh, we're getting a uh, a call uh, in the show. It's uh, It says on my caller ID that the, <clears throat> the, the dean of the college that you went to is actually calling in. Hello? Hey, what's up? Is this Mr. Lucas? I recognize his voice. Hold up. Uh, <laughs> hey, what's good, man? Owe uh, you some money? Yes, I'm the dean of uh, school, university. Oh, yeah. University of Hard Knocks. University, yes. <laughs> what's up, man? Uh, you owe us a lot of money, David. I know, man. I got 1200 in parking tickets. For parking in the uh, teacher's parking. I'm going to pay them. But uh, y'all need to change that food menu. What's good with that, man? Uh, you want to talk to me about the food menu after all these years? Yeah, man. That's one of the reasons I hated the school, man. You know, the food was trash. Is that part of the reason of your falling out with us is the food? That's, that's one-fourth of it. <laughs> Y'all didn't have no gluten-free options for me. 
But, uh, you know, not to, not, to, not to judge you on your size or anything, but I, I didn't think that that would be of concern to you. Hey, man, I'm the healthiest big guy you'll ever meet. Nothing but, nothing but organic calories going to this body. Right. 4,800 calories a day of nothing but pure organic form raised, no GMO. Oh, that's still a lot of calories. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I am the dean here at the university, and I, I'm not a dietitian. I didn't ma- major in that or anything, but that, that's still almost twice the capacity of what uh, a normal uh, adult male should be consuming. Well, I'm twice the capacity of a normal adult male. All right. Well, uh, I think you also owe twice the capacity in student loan as uh, some of the other students who are graduates of here. Yeah. Um. You know what, bro? I think I'll just come in and have a sit down with you. Uh, where you want to meet at? You know, because I feel like we need to squash this. I I I believe so as well. It's been a it's been a while and it's been weighing heavily on me. Uh, heavily, huh? I'll think about it. So maybe next week I'll call you. Oh, that sounds very good. You're, you're a, a bright young man, and I appreciate uh, your cooperation with us. We're going out to eat on you, right? Not at the school. Uh, All right. There's a Ruby <laughs> Tuesdays that I'll take you to. All right. Ruby Tuesdays sound good. All right. Goodbye. Out of Hollywood. I mean. Can't believe he called get, in. I mean, he, you know, it sounds like you guys want to squash your beef between each other. Maybe. Um, You said you're. Are you. A pescatarian? Yeah, I'm a pescatarian. So break that down for me because I know, like, for me, like, all I know is that, like, you eat a lot of fish, like, when you're on the pescatarian <laughs> diet. But, like, what what else can you eat, like, within that? Um, So me being a pescatarian, like, I eat um, I eat a lot of veggie grill. I eat more um, so towards, like, uh, a vegan. But okay. I also uh, incorporate fish. Mm-hmm. So that, um, but I've been doing this for a little bit and, um, trying to drop some weight. I don't want to be small. I just want to get, I just want to be healthy so that, um, I don't, you know, have the same fate as Patrice O'Neill. Sure. A great comic who was taken too soon, you know? So it's like, want to get some weight down. Is he a big influence on you? Yeah. 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 A lot of people can tell. They're like, dude, you're like a guy messaged me the other day, man. It touched me. He was like, bro, you're, you're like the ghost. Of, no, he didn't say that. He said, "He's like uh, you're the." Hold on, let me. Shoot, you're thing? the thick ghost. Trees <laughs> <laughs> yeah, was taller than me. If y'all didn't know, I yeah, yeah. I never got a chance to meet him. Been listening to old Patrice O'Neill appearances on Opie and um, Anthony. Listening, listening to you is like I'm hearing a ghost. So he did say ghost. Mm-hmm. Listening to you is like I'm hearing a ghost, bro. Keep yeah. up the funny, and if you. Haven't you should YouTube Patrice's old O and A episodes? Okay. Oh yeah, he was on there a lot. Yeah. So yeah, um, Patrice O'Neill and um, Red Fox. Mm-hmm. Red Fox was I, I watched him a lot, so of course he was a uh, a big influence on me. I consider Red Fox to actually be the the like people say Richard Pryor. I'm like man, Red Fox is the father of comedy to me. In my opinion, I mean, sorry, don't just my opinion no it's just literally, <laughs> it's just just a matter of like other people i think it's more of a popular opinion mm-hmm. to know about richard Pryor, so people seek him out a little bit more yeah, yeah. where red fox is like is man red fox probably had like 15 albums yeah maybe 20 just like, just a little bit little bit his catalog you have to go crazy. a little bit deeper in the yeah. uh the comedy studies yeah yeah, yeah. 
Uh, Red Fox, Patrice O'Neill, and Jim Gaffigan, bro. Those are like my top three. We just had, we had uh, Gaffigan for the first time as a Kill Tony guest uh, a couple months ago. It was pretty cool, man. I hate I missed that. Yeah, it was it was a cool. One. <laughs> it, I mean, yeah, it was, it was Gaffigan. clean. Kid, like, I he, know he makes me laugh so hard. Clean. Yeah, I'm like this. Like it's it's. It's, I don't normally like clean comedians, but the subject, his subject, man, I'm like, dude, this. this well, guy. because the clean thing has a stigma around it where there's a hokiness where mm-hmm. like a clean comic, you know, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. he, as well as like a Nate Bargatze, mm-hmm. Nate Bargatze is super clean, right. but like he's killing with just like, you don't even think about it because right. you're not even thinking about. Because you're laughing so hard. Right. Yeah, exactly. Sinbad. Dude, I saw him destroy last night at the improv. That guy does not talk about putting gas to the floor, like pedal to the metal. It's like, wow. Like that guy does not let up. He he knows he's gonna be getting more laughs, so he just like keeps going. It's crazy. Trying to kill somebody. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Give me a break. Let me laugh, Sid back. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I want to do uh this next segment with you. It's a newer segment on the show. It's called Wig. Wig. Stage hand. Thank you. I got to put a wig on like a lace front. <laughs> You're the first person to, to use that term on the show. Because I'm probably the blackest. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. So basically what this segment is, is I'm going to choose a wig for you. You're oh, going to choose shit. a wig for me. Right. And then we're going to figure out kind of who these characters are as, as we put them on. All right. All right. So these are the different options right here. I think I have one in mind for you that I kind of want you to put on. Oh God! <laughs> I look like <laughs> it's so funny. I'm actually out here looking like a female if I ain't had no facial hair. Bad bitch alert! <laughs> Hot girl summer, city girl. You know who you look like with that shit on? Hmm. You look like uh, the white guy uh, who was trying to kill Richie Rich's parents. You know, remember the, the laser thing when he was trying to kill him up in the mountain? I don't know that guy's name, but that's what the fuck he looks like. <laughs> that shit looks stupid. You look like a white peacock. <laughs> you, well, you look like uh, Rick James got stung by a bunch of bees. Oh, shit, Jeremiah. Jeremiah... <laughs> Look like uh, a grandfather dolphin. <laughs> Elderly dolphin face ass. <laughs> Elderly dolphin face ass. <laughs> oh, dude. Yeah, shit. Boy, what the fuck? Yeah. I said it to my barber. Yep. You look good, man. Okay. So uh, <laughs> what's your girl's name? Do you think? Who's this girl? Who's my girl? Yeah. <clears throat> Since my name is David, mm-hmm. I call her Davida. Davida. Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. Mm-hmm. This is uh, Davida. And then uh, this is like, do you think that this is a rich guy? Do you think that this is a uh, uh, a guy who is, uh, maybe he's, he's trying to, uh, <laughs> maybe he's trying to, uh, Maybe he's a teacher at at a college. No, maybe not with that. Yeah. Uh, uh, what do you What do you think this guy looks like? Maybe college. he's a weatherman. He's maybe he's a community college. Uh, maybe you're a student. You, you make about ninety eight thousand a year. Okay. Maybe maybe yeah. I'm at a community college. Yeah. I'm making good money yeah. as a teacher. Yeah. I'm a professor at a college. <laughs> yeah. And you are taking one of my courses. Okay. I work as a um, 
I work as a uh, call center operator in the daytime. I take night classes. Okay, perfect. Works. <laughs> so this is already night school. Mm-hmm. All right. So Davida, uh, <clears throat> Davida, I need to talk to you about your uh, recent test score. I'm sorry I late, but I've been taking a lot of calls. You know, like. My job just so stressful, man, and I got two kids. I got to fend for. Did man, you just they, they say ain't doing nothing? Did you just say stressful? Stress, you know, like stress free, like stress. Yeah, a bitch be stressed out. I'd prefer if you don't use that language in my classroom, but that's okay. I mean, well, you know, this is community college. What you expect? Well, I expect to teach you. You gotta pass me because I need this FAFSA check. Like, don't be playing with my money. Okay, uh, well, maybe we can work something out. What you trying to do? What you saying? I'm not saying anything at all. I just said that we need to... Are you trying to work something out or are you trying to work something out? <laughs> I, 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 I simply said that we should work something out and, uh, you know, where the cards fall, I guess we'll play. I guess. We'll see. Bad bitches are my kryptonite. They are. Oh, you ain't never had this bad bitch before. And you are my queen. There we go. Beautiful African queen. You are my beautiful African queen. You gonna make me take you home and show you roots. <laughs> I would love to show you the square root of 64. Because no, that's roots. what I'm Roots. Like, oh, like the show. Roots. Yeah. You, you ever had a, a Popeye spicy chicken sandwich? No. See, you got to come fuck with me because I, like, turn you out. You I know? would love for you to turn yeah, me out. You, you have been south of Wilshire? No, got, I've never been south I of Wilshire. I got you. Like, I'm going to take you to the swap meet. A bitch got to get her nails done. Okay, well, could you introduce me to your hood or your clique? Yeah. I got you, big daddy. Okay, well, uh, that this is what we need. Uh, in exchange for the good grades... You are going to give me a living course in African-American studies. How does that sound? Because I feel like I need to relate to all the other students. I don't like the term African-American. I'm not for African. I'm not for Africa. Excuse me. You're not from African? Excuse me. I'm not for Africa. I didn't mean to, you know, cross the line there. Then what would you like to be called? A bl- a bl- American. A, a, a American. What you like to be called? Uh, white and successful. Pink meat. What you want to be called? I mean, pink meat is that sounds pretty derogatory, actually. I don't know what I'm saying. Never had no raw meat before. Shit. Okay. Well, uh, we're gonna do some American studies in in your vicinity and in the uh, hood. In, in the hood. Just say it. We in the hood. Okay. In the can I should I say ghetto or hood? The hood. Okay. You are. Is that a weave? Is I saw you patting. This a fucking lace front. This ain't no weave. Okay. Uh, this a lace front. Okay. Uh, a lace front. Do you see scalp? This a lace front. No, it's a good. It's a nice. I wave. don't know what you used to around right here, but. Okay, Davida. Uh, you're mesmerizing, and uh, you you just passed my class. Oh shit! I appreciate that. Thank you, Professor. You got it. Yeah. Mama, I love you. P.O.P. Hold it down. Yeah. <laughs> you ever seen that video on YouTube? No. Donna Goodall. She was accused of a robbery. And she was like, how can I rob somebody when I'm legally blind? You know what I'm, Y'all know what I'm, yeah, That shit funny as hell. And then she go, she do like a 15 minute banner. And she like, uh, I got something to say. Bring the camera over here. Like, first she started crying. She's like, I got something to say. She was like, uh, 
Pimp Squad, P.O.P., Hold or Die, Mama, I Love You. <laughs> it's, it's, it's funny as hell, bro. I'm going to send it to you. You're going to text that to me. Yeah, I got you. Yeah, uh, have you seen the, the Sex Demon uh, video on YouTube? Man, that black lady in that fuck. Mm-hmm. Bro, they got one worse than that. What they talking about? They bringing the man back from the dead. Oh, I haven't seen that one. Bro, these... <sighs> Hey, man, you know what? I try not to talk bad about religion, but, you know, they out here. They out here. That's all. <laughs> they out here. Talk bad about religion, David. It's it's Satan. Uh, I don't believe in you, bro, so I don't know how I'm talking to you. I have a direct line. <laughs> she, I, uh. Tell me about this dead man raising video. <laughs> So, uh, over there in Africa, they got internet now. So, they putting, like, all this uh, foolishness out. This preacher stand over this coffin and make this man rise up from the dead. And then, like, he go into church and eat his first meal. And he eats it with his hands like a zombie. It's crazy as hell. Sounds entertaining. And <laughs> <laughs> hey, you got a comedy club in your hood? Oh, I mean, yeah, I book one. What you paying features? Uh... Twenty dollars a spot. Oh hell no! I'm the devil. <laughs> <laughs> I can't mess with your car. It's gonna be. You ain't got no air conditioning. Ain't it? I guess what? What's that? You host for free on my weekends oh, at my comedy club. <laughs> <laughs> and guess what? What's up? You pay for the tape. <laughs> <laughs> you pay for the audio <laughs> recordings on your phone. <laughs> At Satan's Comedy Club, we take advantage of every comedian. <laughs> Y'all don't even got no cold water. Cold water? Y'all just got coffee. Coffee. Probably uh, with Tabasco sauce in it. Coffee, Tabasco <laughs> sauce. That's all we got on the menu. Satan, what is this spicy-ass coffee? <laughs> You're going to fit in really well around here, David. Yeah, yeah. You know how much we pay headliners? Shit, you probably make them pay you. <laughs> you knew where I was going, David. Damn. In the condo? Yes, we have a condo at Satan's Comedy Club. Would you like to stay there? Shit, what the master bedroom looking like? The master bedroom. King size bed. It's a single. <laughs> you bring your wife or your girl or whoever. Guess what? The feature is sleeping at the foot of your single bed. Bro, I can't fit in a single bed by myself. You can inhale. <laughs> right. I sweat the weight off, right? <laughs> by, by, by the end of one week in hell, it'll be the skinniest you've ever been in your life. I'll be, I'll be down to, like, my uh, toddler size. Hashtag goal weight with David. <laughs> Body goals. Body goals. <laughs> yeah, so we'll see. Uh, I might be featuring there sometime uh, in the not-so-distant future. We'll see. <laughs> <laughs> not-so-distant? <laughs> Hell no. Nah. Yeah, man. You responded to text over there? I had to. <laughs> I, I feel like, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna go out on a limb here. I have multiple black friends who do that. I think that is like way more tolerated in in black culture. Like to just do that, like on a podcast. Like, hold up one second. Yeah, I got, I got the, I got this thing. I'm trying to, I'm trying to bring my screen time down, bro. My screen time is ridiculous, man. 
Oh, me too. Nine hours and 20 minutes a day. What? That's crazy. Wow. Yeah. I mean, bro, within the la- in the last year, Jeremiah, look at that, bro. I'm not capping. You see how many messages I got? Yeah, that's a lot of like, unread messages. Called, like, bro, I... Wow. I was out here, you know, managing myself, but thankful to... Jeremiah and his great cast at Kill Tony. Some of that stress will be off. Some of that stress will be off of me. Yeah, you're gonna get a manager out yeah, of this. Yeah, I'm gonna make my official announcement like next week. Heck yeah, dude! And then whoever you, uh, I choose, to you start. got a. Uh, are you gonna gonna get a therapist out of man? <laughs> out of Kill actually, Tony too? a therapist hit me up. Yes, but he ain't shit because he uh <laughs> he asked me. <laughs> He asked me to meet him at Starbucks. Oh, man. I said, bro, yeah. where your office at? He's like, we here. I was like, Pfft. all right, bro. It's wherever you'd like it to be. Like, what? Are yeah. you a soothsayer? What is man. this? Not, not, this is Use worst your worst therapist either. David. Come with me and you'll see a place of your imagination. Uh, I want to get into... <laughs> Augustus Gloop gets sucked up like eight minutes after that. <laughs> Boo. Yeah. Love that. You want to get into what? I want to get into uh, uh, this next segment. It's called Fanning Out. Fanning Out. Questions from fans. I reached out to the people on the internets and said, if you could ask David Lucas any question or suggest any characters or anything for us to do, what would it be? And I got some great questions for you. Uh, This is coming from Instagram. Brian.j.hole says, how did you lose your virginity? Um, I was 12 when I lost my virginity to a 16 year old. <laughs> I don't really consider that losing my virginity because I didn't know what I was doing. But I lost my real virginity at like 16. Because at 12, it was just like. What, what happened at 12? Yeah. It was on. You ever seen um, uh, Norbit? Dude. One of my favorite movies. Remember when Respuse was like, you got a girlfriend? Mm-hmm. You do? Like, it was like that. It was like that? Yeah. Was <laughs> she thick? Yeah. <laughs> it was a 12-year-old Yeah, thick. I mean, she was 16. 16. Yeah. She was a chunky girl. Chunky? Yeah. Nice. So, she, so what did she do? She just took advantage of you? She told me it was going to play house. Whoa. Yeah. And she's like, this my garage. Right. You got to park your uh, car. Said, Did she say that? She's like, what kind of car you got? I said, a Corvette. She's like, drive it in. She's like, that's a small dick car. <laughs> <laughs> hey, this is actually an 82 Camry. <laughs> Yo, this is a 93 Taurus. Like, right here. <laughs> hey, it's it's not the, the prettiest thing, right. but, you know, it's it's working yeah, class. It gets really, the job done. I, I remember it happening, but I don't remember, like, details. But then I lost my real virginity at 16 with my girlfriend. Mm-hmm. We, uh, I, remember, I went to her house after school. And she like, we got an hour before my mom get off. Her mom worked at a SNS cafeteria. What's SNS? It's a, a restaurant in the South. Okay. It's like cafeteria style. But it's, it's like good. a Perkins or something like that, maybe? I don't know what Perkins is. Oh, okay. I thought that was in Where the Where you from? Kansas. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, no, we ain't got where I'm from. But it's it's kind of like, what can it be? It's kind of like uh, lemonade here. Okay. It's like lemonade meets... Um, like a soul food restaurant. Mm-hmm. Like everything's already ready. You just like grab your meat, your two sides, your dessert, and get your drink and like whatever type of bread you want. All right. Yeah. That's dope. Um, this next question comes 
A lot of people want to hear your impression of Tony Hinchcliffe. This person says, at Colby Haley 9, tell David to do the best impression of a black Tony Hinchcliffe. Hi, guys. We're back with Kill Tony from our sponsor, fourmans.com. Today we have the lovely William Montgomery. (laughs) This next guy is a killer. He's my mom's favorite comedian. She always... Text me after him. She loves our ranting back and forth. What is that character over there, Jeremiah? Who is that? You guys are crazy. <laughs> I'm I'm sorry, Brian. I don't know what to say to you. <laughs> I haven't laughed hard all night. <laughs> that's a fun. That's a, that's a fun one. Uh, yeah. you, 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 your Tony Hinchcliffe is very breathy and very sexual. <laughs> yeah, I need to. I, I can't get that nasally to do Tony. You got a low voice. Yeah, that's yeah. A, it's hard to get up there. You got to get. Yeah, I, I would have. I need to hear it more. Yeah, I can do it. Uh, this comes from Josh Daniels official on Instagram. Describe your worst bombing. Um, any story come to mind or any moment where you're like, oh, this is, um, I was like, sick. I've been doing comedy since I was in high school. Mm-hmm. Um, I did a lot of church shows. Um, I, and I remember like my, my first time going to like a, a comedy club in Atlanta. You did, you did church shows like at the Baptist church though, right? Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. Oh, geez, no. <laughs> It'd be so hard to do yeah. at the Catholic. So, um, I, uh, I went to a, <laughs> I went to a, uh, a real comedy club, um, because uh, a professional, a community everybody knows, uh, Bruce Bruce, who was kind of like my uh, mentor in the game, being so young, uh, allowed me and my mom to come in, and I could only stay for my set. Then I had to go because I was underage. Um, so <laughs> I asked my mom on the drive up there, I was like, "Mom, can I cuss?" <laughs> she was like, "Yeah." So because, like, it's on, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So because she told me I could cuss, I was like, "Man, fuck jokes." I'm just going out there and cussing. So I was like, "Yeah, yo, fuck the bitch, goddamn shit, pop, boop, bop, bam, fuck the bitch, hoe, ass, pussy." And it did. <laughs> I just wanted to cuss because I ain't never been able to cuss doing jokes yeah, before. Yeah, and they were looking at me like this young boy has a foul. And one per- one black person from the uh, one black person in the back was like, "You need Jesus," and I was like, "Damn." And I was like, should I be doing comedy? Yes, that's Satan's comedy club. <laughs> yeah, so that was probably... I haven't really bombed in L.A., man. Like, I mean, the only time... And as a professional comic now, and even Jeremiah can probably attest, like, there's no such thing as a bomb now. The only time, I guess you can... The only time you could maybe consider that I would bomb now is when I'm working out a new new joke mm-hmm. at like an open mic or something yeah like, i'm like that's not bombing i'm trying to figure out what this joke is going yeah mm-hmm. i think that i think every comedian has their own meter of personal bombings mm-hmm. like of like yeah. whether it's a bomb to the audience yeah. or to themselves and if it's a free show i don't give a fuck if i bomb or, or don't do well. <laughs> you're like you're here for free right well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah i haven't i haven't bounced in like t- over 10 years um, this comes from Eric Griffin on Twitter. Uh, when I asked for character suggestions, he said, any rapper with big in their name, big Papa, Biggie Smalls. 
I got you. <clears throat> Super Nintendo, Sega Genesis. When I was dead broke, yeah, you couldn't picture this. 50-inch screen, money, green leather sofa. Got two rocks, the limousine with the chauffeur. Oh, now if you don't know, now you know, nigga. Stop what you're doing, because I'm about to ruin the image <laughs> and the style that you're used to. My nose is big, y'all. Huh, do the Humpty Dance. It's your chance. Do the dance. Do the hump. Do the Humpty Hump. Do the Humpty Hump. Do the Humpty Hump. Yeah. Yeah, that's a Yeah. Jeremiah about to go on the road just doing impressions. Right? Dude, I've never heard your biggie before. Have you done that on stage? Nah, I don't really do it on stage. Bro. Bro. <laughs> I need to do it on stage. You have to do that on stage. Right. Literally, I looked at, at our, our crew uh, through the glass on the other side, and their eyes lit up like, he lives. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, I got I to... Gotta... That's great, man. I got a few impressions, and I feel like people won't accept them because of like... No, dude. The thing about what, what's great about impressions, especially what I like about performers who have that, but don't lean on it too hard. Mm -hmm. If you drop that in the middle of a set, people will be like, whoa, I thought I knew kind of the general direction this guy was going. It'll knock people out. The next time I get on Kill Tony, I'm going to do it. Dude, it's really great. Mm -hmm. It's a lot of you fun. You might have man. to remind me because I forget a lot, even though I don't smoke weed. I'll, maybe I'll set you up for it yeah. like on, on Kill Tony like on a future episode. Hey, uh, Tony, I heard that we got Biggie Smalls here. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Super Nintendo Sega. I, I mean, know. yeah. It's great. Yeah. <laughs> hey, uh, uh, hey, Biggie, what was, um, uh, what's, what's on your Christmas wish list this year? I got two rides, the limousine with the chauffeur. <laughs> 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 yeah yeah i, I mean it's, you, a, it's as simple as that what do you have other impressions that you Bootsy collins okay i'd rather be with you Ooh, yeah uh but uh yeah baby it's your boy Bootsy, baby you gonna see me coming with both eyes both eyes open hands tied behind my back you know, these, are, dude, yeah. these are great <laughs> dude if you i'm telling you if you if you drop these in a set like yeah. whether it's kill tony or just i'm just saying in general with, with your stand-up people will like especially because you're already a big dude right. and if you drop like if you drop a look like kind of joke or something <laughs> like that like like some take on biggie and then mm -hmm. you just go into that like people will freaking yeah, yeah. I need to develop some more. I like. Huh? I look like the deep fried ghost of. <laughs> I don't know. So I mean, stupid. when I when I was younger, I used to rely heavy on like impressions to make the class laugh mm -hmm. and stuff. So, I mean, I just have to like look at a person and hear them for a while, and then I can do it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah that's a great skill to have, man. That's awesome. Uh, I would learn a Patrice one, but I don't feel like his voice is distinct enough for the everyday audience to get it. Yeah, they might not get it. Yeah, they might not. Yeah, I mean, the comedy fans would be like, oh, yeah, this is amazing, yeah, yeah. but yeah, for sure. What else we got? Um, this is from jhair82. This is an interesting question. Uh, they said, do you think they should have a competition on Kill Tony so that the funniest people are the regulars, where you can be called out like a Mexican drum off? Because Joel gets, quote unquote, challenged for his job. Who? Joel Jimenez, our oh. drummer. He, he gets, he's called out. For his um, job, like as a, as a challenge to be the new replacement drummer in the band, would you think it'd be a good idea for anybody, like if they get up during their minute, like I'm, I want to challenge the regular right now to a minute off or something like that? No, I don't like that. Um, 
And I just want to say a lot of people hit me up about William. And uh, I think William is very great. And once you guys understand what he's doing, you're going to see that he's the world's next Zach Galifianakis. It's kind of like a lot of people, you don't get it right now, but in a couple of years when it really catches on, y'all are going to be like, man, I should have never slept on this dude. But in saying that, um, nah, because like William been doing this shit for 10 months, he told me the other day. Mm-hmm. Bro, like you're not going to be amazing every damn week. Right. So it's like if somebody challenges me on an off week, I might lose my spot. Yeah. And I held it down for 10 months, but then you only keep it for two weeks. Yes, coming in hot and fresh right, with right. your your yeah, A, new yeah. stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you probably got 20 minutes stocked up. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so. No, I do love Kill Tony, bro. Like, that's a challenge coming with a new 60. I don't think people understand how hard it is to come up with a new 60 seconds every week. That mm-hmm. is not, it's not easy, y'all. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It takes me a month, y'all, to to do like a good seven to ten minutes. And that's like getting on stage twenty times, like a new seven to yeah. ten minutes. And that's that's great. Yeah. Uh this comes from our buddy Rick Cossack. He said, if Tony was a chicken wing, what would you do with it? Dip his ass in blue cheese. <laughs> what you mean? Have it fried hard though, but dip him in blue cheese. Blue cheese. Blue cheese. <laughs> I just feel like that rhymes with two chains. I, I know like that's that. that's what I was thinking too. <laughs> Blue chains. That's exactly what I was thinking. Yeah. I was like, this two chains in a Buffalo Wild Wings commercial. <laughs> He's just dipping. Blue cheese. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I've been smoking on that gas. Like to be on Cinemax movies. <laughs> Dude, I I it's it's funny. Like I I've got a like uh I do like I love hip hop, so I've got a lot of random like hip hop impressions and stuff that i don't really who you got who you got for me well one that one that i'm pissed that like i literally i wish i would have thrown up it up as a clip because it's like already gone um like it's already not that popular anymore it's fetty wap because he hasn't been putting out new hits so people are like but i think i have a pretty good little wayne let me hear your fetty wap though i'm like Yeah, baby. Yeah, baby. Seventeen thirty eight. Yeah, fairly wild. And then Lil Wayne's like, yeah. I actually saw Yo money. That's hilarious. That's good. That is a great fucking little Wayne. <laughs> Damn, that's a good little Wayne. I thought he was here for a second. Yeah, Lil Wayne with Lil Wayne and Big Wayne <laughs> finally hanging out. <laughs> <laughs> so stupid. Lil Wayne and Chicken Wayne. Lil Wayne and Chicken Wayne. <laughs> yeah, you know. <laughs> chicken Wayne. That little like a lollipop. That little like a lollipop. Bottles in the cloud. Bottles in the cloud. Uh, I want to get into this next segment, then we're going to close out with our final segment, Sax Talk. But before that, let's get into the Kindness Challenge. Who? <laughs> kindness. Kindness. Oh, kindness. Kindness. Yeah. Oh. We're gonna do the kindness challenge. Uh and basically what this we give is. We each other compliments. Yeah, we just look at each other and be like, man, you're dope. Uh, <laughs> no. So basically what this is is uh every week I challenge the listener, the viewer, 
to uh, do something nice out of the kindness of their heart. It can be something small, it can be something big, doesn't matter as long as it's contributing something positive to society. I'm all about that positive energy. Yes. Uh, and I asked people to send in their letters uh, to jeremiahwonders at gmail.com. If you're listening to this uh, and you do something cool for somebody, send it in and I'll read uh, your story here on the show to inspire other people what's going on. Yeah. So uh, we're going to talk about this person who wrote in this letter. This is cool. Uh, this says, Hey Jeremiah, I don't know if my submission qualifies because I hope it's something that anyone would do in this situation, but here it goes to give you a voice reference. I'm from the central coast of California. I'm a gun toting hippie who voted for Bernie and drives a lifted truck. Good luck. <laughs> so they give me an idea of what they sound like. So here we go. I'll get into this. Um, <clears throat> I was coming home from work last week and noticed that my neighbor, who, by the way, lost his home in the 2017 fires in Santa Rosa and then had a stroke shortly thereafter, was on the ground in front of his rental house surrounded by cardboard boxes and a recycling can. Since he had a stroke, he has had to endure the process of relearning how to walk and talk again. I've noticed recently that he's been walking around with assistance of his wife, who's gone back to her old job. Anyway, when I got home, she clearly wasn't there, so I parked my big-ass lifted truck with a Bernie <laughs> sticker on it and rushed over to him. I didn't want to offend his dignity, but he was clearly in need, so I helped him up as quickly as I could and gave him back his cane and leg brace that were out of his reach once he was stable. He had trouble communicating to me what happened, but managed to tell me that he felt bad for his wife, who has been doing all the chores, so he wanted to contribute by taking out the recycling while she was gone and fell in the process. I let him back inside, filled the can with all the boxes on the ground and a few others that he pointed out in the house. And he took the can down to the curb. I felt terrible for him and his wife, so I did the only thing I knew how to do to consolidate, to consolidate someone. I gave him a box of eggs for my chicken coop, to which he was very grateful, and we went our separate ways. Thank you so much for inspiring kindness in all of us and encouraging us to share our experiences. It's hard to share sometimes because it feels like bragging, but it inspires someone to do something for someone else, then it's absolutely worth it. Keep up the great work. PW. I guess. So I guess this dude <laughs> <laughs> I, I guess so I guess basically the the short of it, the guy saw his elderly neighbor fall, right. helped him up, got him inside and cleaned up before his wife got home, and then he gave him some food. He gave him some some eggs. And what did Bernie Sanders have to do with? I don't know. And what did the eggs have to do with? I think that he that's that he just wanted to like comfort uh, the guy, and he's like, I don't have much, but here's my eggs that I can give you. Here's some food, like for falling. He probably felt bad for the guy, like for falling down. He's like, I, I don't know how to help you out. Here's some food, man. I got and some ketchup packages. <laughs> <You want some>? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I mean, that's yeah, nah, that's that's nice. That's something nice, yeah. you know. Yeah, it's it's cool to to share people's stories that they send in. Uh, have you done something nicely uh, for somebody recently that might qualify for for that? I mean, every time I go to a grocery store, I do something nice for somebody. That's paying somebody's salary. No, yeah, let me see. What's the nicest? Gro Speaking of grocery stores, something I did recently that was simple. I didn't like really have money on me to uh, a homeless person. There's a pretty big homeless problem uh, in LA as most 100, people know. It's a hundred thousand. I think something like that. I heard <laughs> it's crazy, but I mean, LA is like the perfect place to be homeless. Yeah. No, no joke. The like, weather and everything. Yeah. yeah, for sure. Uh, lady asked for money right as I was like taking my groceries in my car and I didn't have money to give her, but I had just bought like some bottled water. So I was like, I gave her some bottled water. You know what I mean? 
that's like a human necessity that I always try to do. Like if somebody's like needing something, if I have it on me, I've spare. Like I always try to get people yeah. water. I'll buy homeless people food, but money is. It's hard. Yeah. The, the money thing's hard. Yeah. Also, if it's something like water or food that you're giving mm-hmm. them directly, you know what it's going towards, mm-hmm. which is, is good. But yeah, anyway, uh, email in your letters to jeremiahwonders at gmail.com and I will share your story on the show. This has been funny, the Kindness was, Challenge. I almost felt like there was going to be some shit at the end where he was like, he didn't want my help because I was a Bernie Sanders supporter. Oh, he, like, he saw the bumper sticker? <laughs> Leave me down here! Yeah. Get the fuck away! He's like, not in my America. <laughs> he tears him down with him. He has a bayonet in his pocket. He starts stabbing yeah, That's what I thought was about to happen. Like, yeah, yeah. Because he said a Bernie Sanders sticker. Well, yeah, you're like, you're you're looking at it from like a screenplay yeah. movie point of view. You're like, well, where does the Bernie Sanders yeah. sticker come into play in this? Why would he say that? And why the eggs? And why the chicken? And what part of California does he live in centrally if he's raising chickens in a lot of questions central tijuana mm-hmm. <laughs> all right this is our final segment of the show it's called sax talk, <clears throat> sax talk. all right david i shared with you before the show uh what this segment is you're going to share a story of a sexual encounter and I'm going to play some sweet, sweet sax yeah. underneath whenever you're ready i will follow along with this sweet sweet sax yeah So, uh, this one time, you ready? So this one time, you know, I had this little, uh, nice tenderoni. She was probably about 24. Fine from head to toe, you feel me? So, you know, we in the room, we about to do the do. I've been down to take off her clothes. And I ripped my fucking jeans. No lie. No, it was bad. Yeah. But she was like, uh, it's cool. Like, we can still keep going. I, I still want you. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So um, I started kissing her and stuff. You know, like. Rubbing her hair. She had a weave because I felt the braids. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, was, I felt the braids. Her weave was not good at all, ladies. Uh, but she was fine. And it, you know, and it's been a minute since I had some at this point. So I'm just like, man, it's going down. So, um, you know, we, we, we are in her room. Let me just paint the picture a little more. We're in her room. Um, there's other people in the house. Um, so, you know, we started foreplay and all this. And she's kissing on me. I'm kissing her neck, rubbing her head, her face, you know, just like. So, um, I finally, it was that time for insertion. Had Had to insert the penis, you know. So I got the condom, put it on, uh, got on top of her. 
um, started stroking, got on top of it, it's feeling good. I'm like, she don't know, but in my head, I'm like, this ain't lasting too much longer. And um, I say I was 30 seconds away from climax and the fucking bed broke. It came crashing down. And her mama came running up the stairs and busted to her room. And uh, the condom was hanging off the tip of my penis like a Superman cape. It was a messed up situation. I was so embarrassed. I ain't never call her again. But if you're watching this, Stacey, I love you. It hit me on my IG. And that's it. <clears throat> and that's a real story. What was it? What was it uh, like exactly? Uh, having a, a mom see the condom on the tip of your penis, bro. When the bed broke and hit the ground, when the bed broke and it hit the ground, um, you know, like that embarrassing feeling, like you just feel hot, like you just broke a bed. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, um, I buy you a new bed too. I got you. Um, but it, I just felt like hot, like bro. I just wanted to disappear. Yeah. That's like, how I feel after bombing. I get hot. And I'm just like, I just don't want anybody to see me right now. I felt like Jenny from Forrest Gump. I started playing. Lord, turn me into a bird so I can fly far, far away. You got to make me a bird. Far, far, away. Jenny. Jenny. Do you still have the AIDS yeah. virus? So is, is he like me? <laughs> <laughs> I'm ha I'm hanging with my best pal Bubba right now. It's, it's it's so many ways you can you can it's shrimp gumbo, shrimp kebab. Bubba knows all the shrimp. Shrimp shrimp burgers. Forest. I want to go home. You you're going home, all right, Bubba. And headlining Satan's Comedy Club. <laughs> Talk about commitment. <laughs> I know you really passed out there. For, for you audio listeners, David just went into the curtain behind him and he just started seizing and the eyes went back in his head and I, it truly was like the scene where Bubba died. But yeah, bro. <laughs> they used to. But yeah, bro. I uh I literally walked out of that house with um with just my boxes on. When she when her mom came, cause like I broke the bed and I heard the door fly, so I jumped up. What do you remember? What her mom sounded like when she's like, "What's good?" Did she say, "What's going no, on?" Like, all I heard was like running up the stairs, like, what? Oh, oh. <laughs> like you. I don't know if you've ever been in a situation where you just freeze. You don't really have a time to do anything. Mm -hmm. But it was like I jumped up and I was just frozen. The door just came busting open, and I was like, she saw me, and I said, "Ma'am." <laughs> Good, Good day, ma'am. Your mom sure cares about your education, boy. <laughs> Another Forrest reference. You know, you know all the Forrest Gump references. That's one of my favorite movies. You know more more than Mikey McKernan, maybe. <laughs> That's one of my favorite movies. It's a it's a good one. Yeah.
Well, dude, uh, I've loved having you on the show, and I love seeing you on Kill Tony. Thanks, and sir, uh, you're gonna keep crushing it on there. Uh, I absolutely believe that, and I'm excited that other people are getting to know about you, known you for a long time, man. Yeah, so it's man. cool that other people are uh, getting to hear about you. A lot of, a lot of positivity flowing your way, and yeah, keep killing them, man. You're, Thanks, you're crushing man. on the Thanks, show. Thanks, man. Thanks, man. Do you uh, want to plug your Instagram? Anything else you got coming up here? Uh, David Lucas Funny uh, album recording October the 24th. Hopefully, Jeremiah and the boys can make it out. You know what I'm saying? Um, that's about it for right now. And 2020 has a lot of doors already opening. So you guys will see more from me and more from Jeremiah. And uh, one thing I can say about Kill Tony, if, like Tony said, if you come up there and use it right, doors will open. So And it's happening. Yes, sir. Yeah. On the gang. Thanks for coming on. Love you, bro. Yeah, love you, too. <laughs>